Well, welcome everybody. Woo. We've had a very, very fruitful morning, and I know we're going to have a really fruitful afternoon and tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited to be here, and I guess what I was said to share was just a little, sh like a little exhortation and to pray. So I'm assuming I'm going to go ahead and pray first so we can pray over the food. So when the food starts coming out, which I, I guess it will, um, then it'll be prayed over, right? So, okay. Lord, we thank you. We come before you, Father, in the name of Jesus, with grateful, thankful hearts, Lord, grateful and thankful that we can be here in your presence, Lord, that we can be in fellowship with ladies, that we can hear these anointed women of God share their hearts. And we know, Lord, that we're going to hear a word that is going to make a difference, and we're going to leave here changed women. And we thank you, Lord, that you've called us all, Lord, to be atmosphere changers. And so, Lord, we thank you for the atmosphere here in this place. And we ask, Lord, for this food that is going to be presented to us to be blessed and sanctified and nourish and strengthen our bodies. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, um, as far as something to share, we're in an unlocked conference. And so when we get unlocked, what happens? We become free. And it's ex very important to the Lord that we be free. Uh, he's called us to freedom. And in Psalms 103, verse 2, David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. That is one of the benefits of being in Christ Jesus, is that we have the ability to be free. But how many of us probably know a lot of Christians that really, truly aren't walking in the freedom that God has planned for them? And so already this morning, I think we've been heard a lot of tidbits and nuggets of wisdom of how we get free. And one of those is to exercise the Word of God in our lives. If we don't know the Word, and we don't know how to put the Word on our circumstances, then we're truly probably not going to be walking in freedom. Um, none of this is in my notes, but that's okay. My pastor is Pastor Garland, and Garland Bilbo. And one thing that he uh, talks to us a lot about is he quotes a, a man called Zig Ziglar. And um, I used to hear about Zig Ziglar a lot because I, I worked my whole life in the dental field and we would go to conferences all the time and they would always talk about Zig Ziglar and how he would tell us that you can develop a habit. If you do something for 21 days, it's going to become a habit. Well, we would teach people to floss their teeth for 21 days. so. Uh, I'm not going to talk to you about flossing your teeth, but I'm going to talk to you about getting in the Word of God every single day and get either a devotion or reading God's Word or what's really something that I, I have a devotion that I do, but I also do decrees. And of course, we heard Mary talk about decreeing. You want to decree the Word of God into your life. Um, in Galatians 5.1, the scripture is, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Before we were saved, we were living in a sinful life. Some people more sinful than others, but the word of God says none of us are exempt from having lived in sin. We came before the Lord, we repented, 
we got saved, and so we don't want to go back to that place. So that's part of freedom. John 8, 36. If therefore the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Amplified Version goes on to say, Emancipation from bondage and true freedom. Galatians 5.13-14 For you, my brothers, were called to freedom. Only do not let freedom be an opportunity For the sinful nature, worldliness, selfishness, but through love, serve and seek the best for one another. That should be the desire of all of our hearts, to always seek the best for one another. To have the love of God in our hearts. In the word of God, it says that when the kingdom of God comes to our hearts, that it's been shed abroad in our hearts. And if you look up that word where it says it's been shed abroad in our hearts, that word shed means that it's so many containers that it, it can't even, it, is, it overflows, it can't even be filled. That's how much love we should have in our hearts. Not just for our Christian sisters and brothers, but for those that are out there in the world that do not know the Lord. You can see how how every day we're faced with people all around us that are hurting, that are, that are dying, that are headed to hell because they don't know the true living God. We're living in chaotic times, but like we heard from Bethany, you know, what do we do with that chaos? We get our basket waterproofed, we get a plan in place, and then we let go and let the Lord direct our steps. We never stop praying. Um, I encourage you to ask the Lord about any areas in your life where you may be oppressed. One of the ways we're not free is if we have oppression in our life. If you're oppressed in your life, you want to ask the Lord to show you how to have grace in that area and how to receive deliverance. Every day I do decrees, and so I'm going to go ahead and quickly read you my freedom decrees. I have been set free from all oppression through Christ. I rejoice in my God-given freedom, and I am free indeed. I am free to live, I am free to love, I am free to be in Christ. I am free to run my race in life and finish strong. I am free through Christ from the law of sin and death. The Lord has set me free from my enemies. My head has been lifted high above my enemies, and my feet are set upon the solid rock. The Spirit of the Lord lives in me and has given me liberty to love extravagantly. I use my freedom to serve others, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the Spirit of liberty dwells richly in me. I encourage you all today to listen to the rest of the speakers today and get free.
At this time, it's my um, my privilege to introduce one of my friends that's going to come and share for just a minute. She flew in yesterday from Atlanta. A few years ago, um, about 10, 11 years ago, uh, several of you know, the few that are in my congregation and a few others, um, that um, I was a member and, and ha am still connected to Christian Women in Media organization. It's an international organization. And through that organization, I met some wonderful women in ministry. And um, I kept uh, aggravating the head of the organization to please let me start a chapter in Louisiana. So I got that started several years ago. And then I, um, after that, I led that group, but I ended up having to resign that position about a year and a half ago, and I turned it over to Beth Townsend. So if you live in the Baton Rouge area and you are a woman who is interested in media of any type, writing a book, publishing a book, in radio, in uh, any aspect of media, spreading the gospel, then you need to connect. Ask me. I'll, I'll put you in touch with Beth so that you can go. I keep trying to go to her meetings. I haven't been able to. Rhonda, are you serving on the leadership team with Beth? Yeah, okay. All right, so I, I know that we got several in here that joined while I was leader. She always came to all my meetings and, and everything, and that's where I, um, I connected with Sandra Pate, who's one of the leaders, uh, uh, Lisa Burkhart-Worley, and also uh, Catherine Legg. Uh, they, they came in from Dallas yesterday to be with us, and then I met Destiny Yarbrough there. Destiny, I don't even, I didn't read all her bio. It would take forever, but she wins awards with her media broadcasts, and ministry events and things that she's doing. And so I said, why don't you just come and greet the people? And if God puts something in your heart, come and share it with them. So uh, she's the Atlanta connection, uh, Atlanta, Georgia connection leader for Christian Women in Media. Would you come, honey? Thank you, Beverly, for that wonderful introduction. Let's give the Bilbos a great hand. I mean, what an amazing first morning. Bethany, I mean, just the whole family. Is it okay to hold this? Yeah. Okay. So what the Lord had laid on my heart for you today is to unlock your roar. Unlock your roar. And everybody that knows me knows I love lions, my Lion of Judah that I always wear. Revelation 5.5 in the KJV tells us, Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. That excites me. We may look like lambs, lady, ladies, but we roar as lions. Amen? We need righteous lions in this hour to stand up, to stand for what's right, and to unlock their holy roar. As Bethany said this morning, we have to be lion, lionesses, lioness women for our families, for our children, for this next generation, for those that are lost that we encounter. What are you facing? What are you confronting? What are you dealing with in life? We are all going through something. If you say you're not, you're lying to yourself. 
So I want to just say to you today, don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid. Know that the lion of the tribe of Judah has already won the victory. Amen. So I want to give you some facts about lions because I love lions. So I know I know a couple of facts that I want to share with you today. Do you know that a lion's roar goes out five miles, five miles out? The lion's enemies respect the roar. Lions mark their territory with their roar. Do you know that the lion, the cat, that's the only cat species that all go together? Okay, I'm looking out here and I'm seeing this like as a theme right now, okay? Your praise marks your territory. And the enemy, you know, he, he loves to come and steal, kill, and destroy. We know this in John 10, 10. Lions also leap as far as 36 feet. They can run up to 50 miles per hour. They can see six times better in the dark than any human. Female lions are the main hunters. Lions also hunt during storms and they are called majestic okay just a few things about lions the enemy would love to to occupy your praise he would love to occupy your prayer life and he would love to occupy your gifts and talents that the lord's placed inside of you did you know that tired and wounded lions still carry a roar did you know that so I want to ask you today, are there any lions in this room today? Okay, say it like you mean it. I'm not convinced. How many? Amen. Yes, we are all lioness women. We are all lioness women. So I want to ask you, did you know that when a lion, and I want you to really get this one, did you know that when a lion enters a room, the atmosphere is guaranteed to shift? guaranteed to shift I believe that we are going to unlock our roars this weekend at this conference and did you know that lions have scars I had a picture of a lion with scars but it, 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 I couldn't get it up on the screen lions are also overcomers they overcome you're guaranteed to overcome you're guaranteed if you're one with him, you're guaranteed to be an overcomer. Lions don't hide their scars, for we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen? Lions conquer. Lions are bold. Lions are strong. They are overcomers. So let's unlock our roar this weekend at this 2022 Unlocked Conference, let's, I'm, I'm challenging you right now to unlock your roar this weekend. Yes. I'm sure there's more to come. We have great speakers coming, and there's going to be a lot in the, in the spirit realm. So this is the time. So again, I say, we may look like lambs, but we must roar as lions. We live, we move, we have our being in the lion. Lions are courageous. When lions are all together in a group, other animals stand back. 
So I'm challenging you again to roar in the spirit. Lions are bold. They have courage to be bold. They're confident, believing for their victory. Fun fact about lions. Do you know that lions walk on their tippy toes? Did you know that? They're never on their feet. They're always on their tippy toes. Look it up. Google it. It's a fact. Lions walk on their tiptoes so their feet don't touch the ground, and it looks as though they have something under their feet. This is in order to accelerate their path, to accelerate the path of running. Romans 16.20 in the KJV tells us, and the God of peace will crush Satan under our feet. I want to leave you with this today at the Unlocked 2022 Conference Luncheon. When was the last time that you roared in the spirit? I hear a lot of wows, so think about that. When we are bold as lions and we roar like lions and we act on the word of God and we are bold about resisting the adversary's lies and what the adversary wants to do, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy, then you, ladies will be the one that God describes as being bold as a lion. So gird yourself. Let's unlock our roar for the kingdom. And I'm going to leave you with this song that we're about to play. And I want it to really resonate in your spirit. And let's roar for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Let the lion roar. Awesome. Awesome. Unlock your roar. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Destiny, for sharing. Um, I met a lady probably nine years ago. I'm not really sure. Eight years ago, who I'd heard of a lot. Her name is Dory Davis, and she is from this area uh, out here, Baton Rouge, Gonzales area, and she has a tr tremendous testimony on overcoming grief and. Um, I'm not sure. I think she uses a phrase I actually used in the first book I wrote. It's kind of a common phrase, but going from tragedy to triumph. And um, she's going to come and share not her whole testimony. She's only going to share for about 10 minutes. And then Pastor Robin's going to share. But we talked about it. I said, Dory, can you do this in about 10 to 15 minutes max? And she said, I can do it. I said, okay. So we're putting her to the test, y'all. Because she likes to talk. I have discovered that. And so she is a, a, a leader um, at another church of a, a large, small group ministry. And God uses her and her husband greatly. Her husband had hip surgery about a week ago, hip replacement, but he's doing a well. But she slipped away from her house so she could come and be here with us for a little while while the physical therapist was there with him. And then she, So she won't be actually here in all of the conference, but that's what's going on. So I wanted to let you know. So um, anyway, Dory, would you come, honey? I know some people have brought it to my attention. Of course, we know we have this iPad here because we're endeavoring to stream as long as the Internet in this facility allows us to. Sometimes it cuts out, but we are trying to stream the services from here. So if you can't see and you need to see, then just get up and walk to the side so you can watch you know, somebody speaking, but the main thing is you can hear it. So uh, that's the main thing. So anyway, just wanted to let you know, that's why this is here and it's blocking your view. We know that, but we're okay with it. Hopefully y'all are okay with it too. We're trying to help get the message out 
around the world to touch as many people as possible. When she said 10 to 15 minutes, I thought, you're kidding. I only say my name in 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> and of course, I've got all this. Don't let it scare you. <laughs> you know, um, always be a light, ladies. Um, you know, all of us are speakers for the Lord Jesus Christ. And people need to hear what you've gone through in life and how the Lord has brought you through. Um, I always say to everyone, share your testimony with people. It can be 15 minutes, it can be a half an hour, but they'll listen to hear what your grief you have gone through in life and how the Lord brought you through it. And I'm reminded over and over of God's word of how he comforts us through our grief. And of course, the grief that we think about naturally is when someone dies. And we heard this morning in um, people that Beverly and them know from New Orleans Church, one of the ladies stepped into glory with the Lord yesterday, Beverly, I think you said. Yes. And so we want to pray for that family. You know, the Bible says, pray ye one for another that you will be healed. And we pray for one another. Um, always be quick to pray. As, Be as um, Bethany talked about this morning, pray, pray, pray. Your answer is going to come. And, you know, as we all go through things in life, one of the scriptures that I wanted to leave that opened up this morning, I could speak a lot on grief, um, but one of the scriptures, and I'm going to put this light on because I can hardly see. I ha have a, a warranty on my part wearing out a cataract. And so I have to get it changed. But I want to read this to you, ladies. And always remember, in this world, we're going to have trials and tribulations. Even the Lord said that. But he also said, be of good cheer. You're not always going to be where you are. You're going to come out of where you are. And you're going to be able to testify that, yea, though I walked through the valley, he was with me. He's going to walk with you through it. Sometimes we don't get spared from grief in, in this world, but we come out of it. And one of the things that I always say, there's a lot of other things we grieve about in life, and that could be a divorce or the loss of a job, the loss of a relationship, any kind of loss, health, your health sometimes, it can cause you to grieve. But you get someone to pray with you. You get someone to agree with you that you're not always going to be in this spot. This is what First Peter says. And you all have heard this before. It, and it says, this is um, saying, casting all your care upon him. Upon who, church? Him. Jesus, him. For he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because... Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. Where's my friend who was just talking about the lion? Yes, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. How many of you know the devil likes to come and try to steal, kill, and to destroy? And he wants to devour you. But listen to what it says in verse 9. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. How many of you know someone's already been what you've been through? Yeah. And when you go through things, the troubles in life, the Lord takes that 
and uses it to comfort someone else. Out of 2 Corinthians, it says, the God of all comfort, who comforts you in your troubles, will use you to comfort someone else. And it says here that, but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, we don't like to suffer, but this is what the word says, after we have suffered a while, he will perfect you, he will establish you, he will strengthen you, and he will settle you. How many of you know you're going to only go through it? You're going to come out and you're going to glorify him in everything you do. Um, my husband and I, and first of all, I want to thank Beverly and, um, and I'm going to thank her mama. Hey, mama over there, <laughs> Beverly's mom. Beautiful woman of God. Give her a, a hand clap. Um, and to just thank all of the ladies, Bethany and all them that put this wonderful meeting together. And that when you leave here, ladies, you know, Paul the Apostle said, forgetting the things that are behind you, you have to forget that stuff. And now my name is Dory, and I always like to say about that little crazy fish, Dory. <laughs> she was crazy, y'all. But she just kept swimming. She just kept moving. Don't stop, ladies. When you go through grief, and grief is a hard work, is hard work. But when you go through grief, get someone around you to encourage you, to pray with you, and don't stop. God's going to bring you through. And so I just want to encourage you with these words as I share five minutes. Um, don't let anything separate you from the love of God. Don't let nothing, ladies, separate you. For I am persuaded, the scripture says, that nothing, death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, and we have been going through a lot of stuff in the past couple of years, but be still, steadfast, immovable. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. The awesome thing about going through things, you trust in him for everything. We trust in the Lord as we go through the things in life. Our hope is in the Lord. It's not in your situation. Although we have been through many dangers, toils, and snares, we have already come. But in Him is our peace. And the scripture reminds us that keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and finisher of your faith. Um, my husband and I, and I'll tell you this quickly to make you laugh, um, my husband and I met, oh, I'm from New Orleans, as you all can say, and we do. We make groceries, Beverly, don't we? We make groceries. We say, we say crazy stuff. But when I met my husband, there was three things my husband said he'd never do, and one of them was marry a New Orleans woman, Beverly. And what he feared the most came upon him. He said, well, those New Orleans women were nice-looking women, but, boy, when they opened their mouths and they... Y'all know what I'm talking about, you women from New Orleans. We have this brogue. And so he said he'd never marry a New Orleans women, woman. Well, what he feared the most came upon him. And, <laughs> and we've been married for 50 years, and so we give God the glory for that. And the other thing he said he'd never do was stand before an audience and speak. 
and we've been ministering uh, together for 41, 42 years. And he said he'd never work at a chemical plant. He retired from a chemical plant. And so watch what you say, ladies, for sure. But my husband, I, I met my husband, uh, my best friend from New Orleans, married his best friend. And I was going through a divorce at the time. And they said, come up and we'll get you a date with Denny. And so they, they brought me to meet him. And ladies, I loved what I saw. Oh, wow. And y'all know what I'm talking about. And he had these big old shoulders, Beverly, and this little bitty waistline. He worked out. He was a hunk, ladies. Now he's my chunk. <laughs> but after 50 years, he's still my hunk. And so when I met him, I said, oh, you know what, I, I want to see this man again. And it, it happened that we went together in, to Liberty, Mississippi to a, um, a gathering of his friend's family. And so, ladies, I wanted to see him again real bad. Now, I'm from New Orleans, and he was in Baton Rouge, and that uh, 50 years ago was a long way. And so I happened to have a little costume ring on my finger, and I pulled it off and laid it on the floorboard of his car. And I thought to myself, well, I'll have to call the next day and say, I lost my ring. Uh, could you ask Denny if I, by any chance, left it in his car? And so my friend said, she lost her ring. Well, he went to look in the car, and how many of you know he put that ring on my finger 50 years ago? And so I praise God for my husband. And the one thing that we, um, we got married I had a daughter from a previous marriage, and she's working on her testimony. <laughs> it, ladies, don't give up on your children. Don't look at what they're doing. Look to Jesus and know that the Lord promises us he's going to save them. And so look to Jesus and pray. They Don't preach because they don't listen, but they will listen one day. And so we, we got married, and we had a beautiful little son, and his name was Brandon Scott Davis. He was eight pounds and nine ounces, and was just everything that we could ask for or hope for in, in a child, just like your children. And um, my very close friend is here who lives right next to me, and her son and my son were best friends growing up. And uh, so she knew me before and after. And um, Brandon grew to be a fond boy, and... Um, you know, you go through life, ladies, and you just know things, things are going to be great. And it was May 1981. Brandon was everything that we could ever ask for in the sun. He was the only child I could have. And um, a month before, in that, this was May, in April, I never read God's Word in my life. I was very religious, but not right with the Lord. And... I gave my boy a Bible. I never gave, never read God's word in my life. Ladies, Jeremiah said he found this word and he ate it, and it became the joy and rejoicing of his heart. You have to eat this every day, ladies. Just like we're eating our lunch to feed our flesh, you need to eat this Bible every day. It becomes the joy of your heart. I gave him this Bible, and he'd read to himself at nighttime, and he would, he would run through the house worshiping the Lord. He'd read on a, on a microphone, on a tape recorder, and tape what he was reading. And so it was about, I guess it was about a week after I gave him a Bible, he was out playing, and he came running in the house, and I was cooking, busy, as women are all the time. 
And he came running in the back door, and he had been over at Miss Smitty's house, who lives around the corner from us. And my mama had just died, and I was grieving the loss of my mom. She was only 51 at the time, and she died of a massive heart attack. And so I was grieving the loss of my mom, and I was searching. I was beginning to search. And my little boy come running in the back door, and I've got to step from in front of this counter, and he had these little books in his hands. And I looked down at the, I'll get them. I looked down at his hands, and he did this to me, and he said to me, Mama, look, look. And I looked in his hands, and I said, oh, son, that's, that's nice, but where did you get those from? Did you take those from somebody's house? Oh, no, he said, Mama, Miss Smitty, who lives across around the corner, she gave me this. And ladies, this was everything I was searching for. It was the bread of life. It was good news. All the little tracks, vitamins for a healthy soul. God is the answer. Everything I was searching for was in my little boy's hands. And I was busy. Ladies, don't get too busy in life. Don't let material things get you so caught up that you can't spend time with your children. Put it aside and get them babies and spend time with them. He ran in his room and he put this in this little box. And it reminds me of the alabaster jar that Mary broke on the feet of the Lord. And as I open up this box, I can smell the fragrance of the Lord through his word. About a week later, we were going to Baton Rouge, and my boy was sitting between his daddy and I. And he said to his daddy, he said, Daddy, can I be president of the United States? <laughs> Maybe we'll get him to run. <laughs> we would have got him to run. And then his daddy said, son, you can be anything you want to be. You study hard. And he looked at me and he said, Mama, where is heaven? And I thought, son, heaven's up. Well, it's up. <laughs> Jesus died. He rose and he went up. I was very religious, but not right with God. And his daddy nudged him like this. And he said, why do you want to go there? And he said, yes, I want to go there. But I also want to come back and be with you and Mama. Just like Paul the Apostle said. Torn betwixt and between whether to stay or whether to go on to be with the Lord. Which was what? Far more better. One week later, it was the second to last day of school. And I was going to the school to tell the children goodbye. I was a room, room mother. And I, my little boy wanted to go play at his friend's house. So I gave him gave the little boy a ride home, something I don't do, but his, I knew his mother. And so they wanted to play together. And as I was driving him to go to the little boy's house, and I had a couple of errands to run, I leaned down at 10 minutes to 1, and I told Brandon, his name was Brandon, I told him I'd be back in a couple of hours to get him. He could go play with his friend, and I'd be back. And at 10 minutes to 1, when I leaned down, to kiss my boy goodbye, little did I know that that would be the last day I would kiss him on this earth. And ladies, I'm gonna just go through this in five minutes. This was a sad time. Triumph over tragedy happens through the Lord Jesus Christ and he gets all the glory. Our little boy was playing and I'm skipping a lot of things, but he was playing at his friend's house and a gum tree split and fell. And when the gum tree split and fell, he was in a small swimming pool 
and it brought down a, a oak branch and he happened to be standing up and it hit his head and it killed him instantly. And ladies, these things happen in life. Someone quoted me a few minutes ago, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but the Lord doesn't leave you where you are. Right. And little did we know what the Lord Jesus Christ was going to start doing. And he raised up as I went to the hospital to see my husband standing outside and he said to me, he said, he's gone, he's gone. I remembered instantly he had just told us he was gonna, wanted to go to heaven. But I fell down on my knees and I began to beat the ground and I said to the Lord, I said, I told you that morning, I said, God, watch out for him because he's all we got. Where were you, God? Where were you? And I heard a still small voice and ladies, I say this to you, God is there. He said to me, I was there. I was the same place when they nailed my son to a cross. I was there. And through that process, through that grief, when I had no will to live and I had no hope to go on, the Lord Jesus Christ began to send people to my side and my husband's side to minister to us the love, the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we accepted Christ into our lives through that process, did the Lord spare us from grief? No. Did he walk with us through grief? Yes. And he brought us to a better place. And so in that, and, and I had several other things to share on how we got, how people came to our lives and shared. And one of the ways was different people came to our bedside and brought us the word. This is your answer, ladies, in everything, situation, grief, Whatever you're going through in this life, especially the past two years, what we have all suffered through the COVID and all that, you may have lost someone. You may have known someone that lost someone. This is the comfort. This is the comfort that God gives us through bad times. When I laid over Brandon's grave face down in the dirt with no will to live and no hope to go on, the Lord took me off the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock and he put a new song in my mouth and many would see it and praise God. And so I say to you, several things came through that time. People came to our side. The children wrote me letters. A 12-year-old child wrote me a letter telling me about the coming of Christ, the rapture of the church, which I knew nothing of. And we went to find her. I needed to know what she was talking about. And in that process, that is the way the Lord reaches out and touches you. He sends people to your side. And so in that time, so many people got saved. We got saved. So many people got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. My cousins in England got saved, became Baptist ministers over in England. And just, it just went on and on and on. God got the glory. Triumphed over tragedy. He walked with us. He's going to walk with you, no matter what your situation is. I just want to pray with you as I close. I want to encourage you to turn to God in every situation that you're in. Find somebody to pray with you, is what I can, I can say. I had a whole bunch of things to tell you, but we'll continue next year. <laughs> but I just want to encourage you all, ladies. There's nothing too difficult for God. And he'll bring you through your darkest hour. Yes. And he'll bring light into that darkest hour as he comes in and he yes. brings you through. 
And so I say to you in the name of Jesus, ladies, as you sorrow, as you suffer, you might suffer in your body today, get the word of God and read all the healing scriptures. I speak to you, all of you, who are waiting for your sons and daughters to come in. Hold on. They're coming in. God promises us. He says in his word over and over again, you and your household. So you just wait upon the Lord and he will renew your strength. Amen. Amen. And so, Father, I thank you for these ladies. And Lord, your word goes forth and it never returns to you void. And I speak healing and I speak joy, unspeakable and full of glory over this room of these women as they leave here today. And God, that they will leave everything at your altar. As we prayed this morning in church, let it go. Let it go, ladies. Don't try to control things that you cannot control. Give it to God. Cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. And just as as they, they spoke about this morning, get yourself waterproof with the holy water of God. Amen. Bethany, that message was so on time. Waterproof your ark. Waterproof this temple that you live in. And so, Lord, I speak that, that they'll be changed by the power of the Holy Ghost as they walk out of this place, leaving behind, leaving behind the things that they brought in with them, and that they'll look to you, Lord Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith, and you will bring them into victory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, Pastor Robin, would you come, honey, and just share what's on your heart? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I I didn't bring in a notebook, and so you need to be thankful for that, because I um, didn't want to. I said, Lord, you know, I'm I'm one of those. If I've studied something, the Lord gives me something for a specific time. If I get up and start speaking, I'm like, I I don't want to, you know, just jump into to the other. And uh, and I can because I'm so you know you you get so full of what the the Lord is showing you and so I said I uh, I was uh, when I heard that I you know they wanted me to just speak a little this at the lunch and I thought oh my goodness what am I going to say I can't preach that twice because they'll they they won't <laughs> they will remember from one day to the next what and you could just. Bethany, it was just, I, I just sat there amazed, yes. taking notes, and you know, if you hear it preached again, Bethany, I'll give you credit for it one time, but after that, <laughs> it's fair game. <laughs> That's all right now. But, um, oh, I tell you what, it, it fed me this morning, yes. and I, I just, it there you could there was just so much the lord was speaking through that but i uh i asked the lord i said what what can in just a little bit i can i can share and um uh, this conference uh being called unlocked is just it's so fitting for women because there's so much locked up it within the body of Christ in women and uh, just a uh, just a little bit I just want to share out of Isaiah what he gave me and uh, in Isaiah 40 31 we all know the the verse but they that wait upon the Lord 
shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. All of those shall. Shall is the strongest word in the English language. It didn't say you might do these things or this could happen if you do all these other things and add all these other supplements to it. But it said, they that wait upon the Lord. And so as I had read this, a story came to my mind and that I had heard a long time ago. And those of you who's ever heard about, you know, an eagle will go... uh, to a, uh, they call it a a molting period. And they'll fly up on a a high mountain. An eagle has vision. An eagle will see something, its vision is so precise. And other facts we've learned about lions, uh, and that was so interesting. But here's a fact about an eagle. Did you know an eagle will not eat Eat a, a, it has to have fresh kill. It has to have fresh meat. It, it doesn't eat old kill. But a buzzard and a vulture, a vulture will eat. To it waits to pounce upon. It will lay away in the shadows. A vulture will, and it will go eat off of some other animal's kill. A vulture only flies at the mercy of the wind. A vulture is, is uh, it doesn't have its own destiny, and it doesn't take control. It, it's at the mercy of everything, but is perceived to be fearful. Uh, it, it makes people fear. And so you have to, and from a distance... Some people might mistake a vulture for an eagle. And so knowing these facts, you have to watch out, ladies, who, who you're around. Because you don't want to have your fresh food from the Word and knowing your destiny and you've got vulture friends hanging out trying to be... Because a vulture is an opportunist. A vulture will try to launch from your platform. But an eagle will go to the place of of renewing. And it will get what we need to do with the Lord. You know, an eagle will go up to a high place, a rock. It will pluck its own feathers out. I know, that's really... That's sad, but it does. It'll pluck its own feathers out. And it'll beat its beak on the rock until it beats it off. You know, a lot of people need to do that in the body of Christ. They need to go beat their own beak off and watch what they say. Get back to the Word. And so, yeah, you know, Brother Hagin used to say he had getting free uh, services and get healing services, 
getting free services, then they were staying free services, and he noticed something, that everybody was, it was the same people all the time, all the time. And so there's, a, you know, being a prophet's wife, I said, I, I think I have a bestseller in me that one day I may release being the wife of a prophet. Because I'm going to tell you, there's never a dull moment. And being a pastor, we're on two different time schedules. I, I'm always saying, we've got to go, we've got to go. It's time to go. And, and, and Robin's walking out the door and all of a sudden, wait a minute, the Lord's talking to me. And he goes back, I'm like, we got to go. <laughs> but, you know, this is what he says. How can I go if I don't have anything to say? And uh, so it's, it's very interesting. But you go and uh, going back to the eagle, they go up to this place and they pull out their feathers and they beat their beaks off and they sit there and they wait and they wait. Up in North Carolina, there was a Native um, uh, American and he took this man, he was talking about, uh, he was teaching on eagles. He said, would you like to see something? It's up in Cherokee. And he said, yeah, he said, I'd like to show you where, he said, would you like to see some eagles? He said, I'd love to. And he took them up there, and they went up to this high point, and down below was some eagles that was, there was some on a rock that was up, but then there were some down um, in like a little valley. And they were down, but he noticed something, he said, what are those chickens? They were guineas. Anybody know what a guinea is? He said, what are those guineas doing down there with that? He said, that's an eagle down there. But why is he down there with the chickens? He said, when an eagle goes to molt, other eagles will fly around that place and drop it food. And the eagle will eat and re, as his beak's growing back and regain its strength because it can't go out and hunt anything. And so these eagles will bring it food. But the guineas down there, they had other food, but some of the eagles would fly down there and they would stay with them long enough they would forget they were eagles. And they would get the mentality of a chicken. And a lot of that's happened to the body of Christ. We've been down pecking with the chickens too long and forgot that we're eagles. And that an eagle is a majestic bird just like the lion is a majestic animal. An eagle will fly above a storm and it'll lock its wings and it'll fly and there's sunshine where it's at. But a chicken can only fly so far to roost, and that's it. And so I'm here today to tell you that you're more than a chicken. You are an eagle. And there is rooms of, of you're majestic. And you need to know who you are. And when you lock away 
and let the Lord unlock all of these attributes that's in you. And you see who you are in Christ. There's no devil in hell that can withstand you. Because you have the word of God and you have a covenant with almighty God. And when you realize who you are in him, then you will rise above every circumstance, lock your wings, and you'll fly in the sun. And don't be enticed by every bit of food that comes along to get you off your rock. Because you're on the rock. The rock that doesn't roll. The rock that is a firm foundation. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And every little shiny thing that comes along or these are food that looks good you know it may look good but it may not be good for you and so you don't need to be enticed to come down lord look at that coming right there that's mm. Mm. some of us may have to say get thee behind me But you, don't let the enemy tell you. You know, being, being a woman, and I do know the definition of one. We tend to look and view ourselves every morning when we get up. And we tend to look at ourselves and we see every flaw, every wrinkle, every pound. And, you know, and, and we look at ourselves, and we will find ourselves being a weapon formed against our own self. Yes, 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 yes. And in doing that, we won't prosper. Right, right. And it's really hard to look when you see the flaws in you, and you know, you know they're there. Makeup hides a multitude of lies. But you know they're there, and you get up in the morning, but you look at yourself in the mirror, and you unlock that eagle that's within you, and you say, you know what? I see a majestic bird. I see a majestic person. I see a daughter of the Most High King. And you will start, your view of yourself will start changing. Amen. Amen. Well, let me pray over you so you can enjoy your dessert and eat in peace and not feel guilty. (laughs) And we're going to have a time this weekend in the Word. And the Lord has gave me an on-time Word. And I'm so grateful to my friend, Beverly. The Lord put us together. And it has just been our family and their family. Just We just... It, it was just a God. It was so yes. so spiritual and so... It, it's like we've known each other our whole life. Yes. And uh, I'm so thankful for them. And I just want to pray over you. Father God, Lord, as we go into the next classes and next ministry, Lord, whatever you want done, Lord, let us be open to the Spirit. 
Father God, to do and say what you want done in this conference. Lord, that people be set free. They be unlocked yes. from hurts. Yes. Father God, from depression, yes. from from sickness. Yes. Lord, from financial woes. Yes. And Lord, we thank you. We give you praise and honor. And Lord, we unlock our praise. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wasn't that powerful? We're roaring like a lion. And we're flying like an eagle. And we are not chickens. Amen. And she took care of all the calories in our dessert. So y'all enjoy your dessert in a little bit. Kimberly's going to come. We're going to do some door prizes. And then... um, Lady Pate's going to share for about five minutes. We're going to move on because we want you to have some time to get some rest this afternoon or go to Merle Norman or wherever else it is you want to go shopping. And whatever you want to do. I'm going to go take a nap because I haven't slept in days. (laughs) And then I'm going to finish getting ready for a sermon tonight. We're going to have an awesome time. Mary will start it off at, is it six, Mary? It's 6 o'clock at the church and then service at 7. So anyway, thank you, Pastor Robin, for sharing your heart. Thanks to each of those that have shared already. And I'm looking forward to what's going to be shared later on this afternoon. Uh, Marquise and Kia have so much of the word in them. Uh, Kia is one of the ones who lost a relative yesterday, but yet she's still here helping us in the conference, and she will be speaking to us in a few moments. Her, um, her uncle passed away yesterday, and her uncle is also, many of you know Charlotte Cordier, who's one of our intercessors in New Orleans, and uh, it's Charlotte's uh, youngest brother. So it's affected, you know, quite a few people in our congregation that we're lifting them up at this time of loss as well as Denise's family. And then Susan Garcia's nephew's wife passed away yesterday. She was registered for the conference, but she was unable to come because of that. But we know we have released the Holy Spirit, asked him to be that comforter that he is. And we just know that the Holy Spirit's enveloping and wrapping his arms of love around everyone and ministering to them. So in a few moments, um, Kimberly is doing such an amazing thing because she's getting me some coffee. I said, ask them for some extra caffeine and anything else you can find back there at that table to put in it and bring it up here, please, because I need it bad. And then she's coming to do the door prizes. Oh, you did it? Yay. Y'all are on it. Love y'all. Okay. All right. No, I'm coming. I'm coming over there. All right. So y'all enjoy your dessert and then we'll have some door prize fun. And I have to tell you, okay, if you like the gift that I gave that all of you on your table. I will tell you that I made them. I've never done this before. But if you don't like it, somebody else made it. Okay. Blame it on them. Hopefully they'll stay together for you. (laughs) All right. We're going to continue with this conference. Hi, Miss Alexander. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's It's like I just saw you. I just. I got distracted. All right, how are you? Great to see you. All right, we're getting ready uh, to continue 
with the Women's Conference uh, 2022. Um, just a little housekeeping. Um, I know that they're uh, walking around and collecting your dishes and your plates uh, and glasses. If we can, please give our attention to the speaker and uh, make sure that we keep the conversation to a minimum because it is kind of distracting when they're up here trying to pour their hearts out and give you what the Holy Spirit is uh, trying to say to you. Okay? So with that being said, we're going to continue. I have had the honor of meeting in such a short period of time this next speaker, Miss Pate, and uh, her and her husband. And I think I am correct in saying I think... uh, He's a, a bishop or a pastor. I'm sorry. He's a bishop. He's a bishop? Okay. And um, I ju- from the moment she walked in the door when I saw her at our church, Praise Church of New Orleans, I thought of elegance. I thought of humility. And I said, oh, my God, that is a woman who can teach me something about being humble, about grace, and about mercy. So I'm going to introduce and I'm going to ask you all to pay very good attention and take notes because as I said to you all earlier when we started, take notes because something and some things are going to be unlocked for you this weekend. And as um, uh, Ms. Bullock said, uh, Robin, that as women, we have been charged with a lot of things to do things in the spirit and things that society has placed on us as well so we have a lot of things that are locked in us that need to be unlocked but when you can come out of anything that you've gone through gone through walk through even in the fire the valley and come out on the other side of that and still look as graceful as this next um, speaker to God be the glory all right I want to welcome Miss Sandra Pate Praise the Lord. I was doing five. Five. Five (laughs) Hallelujah. God is good all the time, and I am excited about being here with all of you and I really met Beverly uh, Pastor Beverly at three o'clock in the morning Uh, she was on Facebook and she found me and I was so glad she found me at three o'clock in the morning hallelujah because you know we women of God we only sleep when we really have to sleep and I hope I hope my friends got some coffee over there because I sure got mine and Bethany, I honor you for the word that you preached today that I heard praises. Holy man. Beautiful, beautiful. And I must honor Mother Gorman. Mother Gorman has raised generals in the faith, and she's an amazing woman of God. So it's always an honor to be in the presence of such an anointing. Praise God. And my Christian women and media sisters love you. My Church Point Ministries family. <laughs> They're here in the house, so I know I'm covered in prayer, and I'm feeling good, and the food was good, and the word has been rich, and I can't even tell you how excited I am, and I really come to bring you one word you need to know to be unlocked. It's just one word. You know what to do. Trust God. 
praise God, be in his word. But the one word that I pray will help you and encourage you in this hour is N-O. No. Now, let me tell you about no. No might make them angry. But it will make you free. (laughs) Hallelujah. You can preach that with Sister Robin. Go ahead. I got a lot to preach from what I've heard today. (laughs) If no one has ever told you your freedom is more important than their anger. Amen. Amen. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom for you to truly be unlocked. Some of you, maybe all of you, might need to learn to say N-O. Hallelujah. Bethany, Bethany spoke to us about no longer hiding. It's not hiding season. It's war time. It's attack time. So when you're at war, there's some things that just have to fall by the wayside. N-O. No. Can't do that. No. Don't have time for that. Yes, I'm praying. Yes, I'm fasting. Yes, I'm trusting God. Yes, I'm not going to God with my laundry list of things I want him to do. He already knows he's God. Yes, I'm trusting God and just being with God so he can download into me. Hallelujah. We need more download time. We need more time to hear from God so we receive instructions so that we know what to do. I am always encouraged by what I'm hearing from people of God. If you call me, I'm listening closely because I want to hear you say something that I can hold on to to keep me going. I don't have time. No, I don't have time to gossip. No, I don't have time to hear about what pastor did or pastor said. No, I'm going to pray for pastor. I'm going to lift him up. No, I don't have time to go shopping with you right now because I need to spend more time in prayer. No, I can't go to that football game right now because we're in a serious time. Has anybody told you, have you awakened to the fact, this is a serious time we're in. And our young people need us more than ever before. Not just to preach at them, but to be with them. Not just to pray for them, but to pray with them. Hallelujah. So I'm encouraged because Pastor Tony called today. Church Point knows who Pastor Tony is, a great man of God who is faithful, and he's in D.C., and he's connected, and there's so many. I can name so many that are on our prayer team that are connected with all of us believing God for revival in Louisiana. We need revival, and revival is in you. So you are revival. And everywhere you go, you should light it up. So let your yay be yay and your no be no. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hold on to that no. No, it's not time for that right now. No, I can't be there for you at this moment, but I'm going to pray for you. No. And this one I love. Having traveled the world... People have asked me, how do you go places by yourself? Duh, I'm never alone. He promised to never leave me. 
never forsake me. So no, I am not alone because he is with me. God bless you. So this is what Pastor Tony said, and I'm going to take my seat. I said, Pastor Tony, how are you doing today? He said, I'm fired up, I'm filled up, I'm stirred up, and I'm hungry for more. Fired up means expectation. You're expecting God to do something. Filled up means you're being led by his Holy Spirit. Stirred up means you're praying, fasting, you're in the word of God. Hallelujah. Because the word is going to keep you stirred up to serve the Lord. Telling your testimony is going to keep you stirred up. So say it with me. Fired up. Filled up. Stirred up. And hungry for more. Hungry for more means you're always anticipating what's next. You're not listening to the world news report. You're listening to the good news of the gospel. Hallelujah. You're hungry for new revelation. You're hungry for wisdom. God said, ask him and he gives it liberally. You're hungry. You stay hungry. And you're hungry for the living word of God. Praise God. I brought for all of you a fashion magazine. I was a former fashion model and a sister of ours in Christian Women in Media uh, designed this magazine for young teens. I would like for you to take one or two for the young women in your life because the word says we older women are to teach the younger women. And we need different tools to teach them because you can quote all the scripture you want. But if you don't have a relationship with them, they're not going to listen to you. Build relationship with them and they'll see your relationship with God the Father. So this teen fashion teaches our girls about dressing humbly, dressing modestly, not advertising everything. And it's a great conversation piece. So bless your daughters, bless your granddaughters. I also have on the table a few of the Christian Women in Media cards. I'm the vice president of membership, and I'd love to have you a part of us if you have a blog. Maybe you don't have it yet, but you want it. You're writing a book. Maybe you haven't written it yet, but you want to. You're writing songs. You're writing lyrics. You're doing something in media because we know our charge is to take the airwaves back from the enemy take it back so we're in the move of taking it back and I am really excited I stay excited hallelujah (laughs) for a new television show I have that will come on this Sunday 7 a.m. Fox 44 what matters most with Sandra Pate what I want to tell you thank you pray for us and I, I appreciate that But what I want to tell you what matters most right now, right this minute, is that you know how loved you are, how much you matter to God, how important you are, how special you are, how unique you are. God didn't make another you. He only made you. So release what God put in you and be a blessing to the world. I love you. Thank you. to get them to come this way they're going to leave and then but if you want to um all right everybody i know that y'all are 
Um, we got some more ministry before we dismiss and have our break. So my understanding is they did bring some more um, coffee. So you may want to go get some more. Hallelujah. And get yourself ready for some more uh, ministry. Are y'all enjoying this? Yes. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. I love that about uh, what Miss uh, Sandra Page just shared about saying no. I need to say no sometimes. Have boundaries. A powerful, powerful message. And we're so uh, glad that you came and shared. Okay, Miss Kim, come and take it away, my friend. All right, let me put this back. I'm sorry. I had to. All right. Oh, watch your feet. I'm so sorry. No. That was one thing I, I don't think I ever had a problem with saying. No. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. Step That's back. okay. Just one second. All right. So we have two, uh, two more guest speakers who are both powerhouses. Woo! I've had the opportunity to um, watch one grow up <laughs> from a teenager. And she'll be speaking last, uh, Miss Marquise Reigns, Mrs. Marquise Reigns. But before that, another one who is like a sister to me, who I have shared laughs and cries and prayers and uh, just beds. <laughs> so we have uh, gone through the thick of it. Um, and I am extremely proud of her watching her. Be a mother, be a wife, be a daughter, a great niece, great friend. So we're all a part of the same tribe. You know, that's one of the things Pastor Bev told me. I was like, I have a comfort with my church family more than I have with my blood relatives. And I said, I don't know why. She said, because we're a tribe. And when she said that, you know, I had, being an educator, I had to go look that up and see what the origin of the word tribe, what, what is the depth of it and what does it really mean? And she's absolutely right. Tribe, it doesn't matter your race, race, your ethnicity. It doesn't matter. We are a tribe. We are a tribe of God. We are a tribe of Jesus Christ. Abraham paid for the tribe that we are in. And I thank you right now that he's a father of many nations. So... With that being said, my tribal sister, I'm going to introduce Miss Kia. And I always get her last name wrong because, because it's Kia to me. It's always with Kia. McLaren? McLaurin. McLaurin, afternoon everyone um it is an honor it is awesome it is wonderful and exciting to be here and miss sandra i will certainly be praying for your television show and just listening like a lot of things that you said resonated with me it took me a long time to get to a place where i could let my no be my no and i stand on that like when i say no i'm okay with it like because it's coming from a place of knowing that i have to protect my peace and take care of myself sometimes before I can do what other people need. And so I appreciate you sharing that with everybody. That's definitely something that we all need. So um, knowing that the Women's Conference was coming up, knowing that the Women's Conference was coming up, 
um, I was kind of rolling some ideas around in my head about what I wanted to talk about and talking to God and seeing what it is that he wanted me to share on. In the last year, I've walked through a very difficult season with some things going on in my family and I feel like we're coming out on the other side of it. So praise God for that. (laughs) But there is a song called Never Lost. And every time I hear it, I hear Bethany singing. I hear it in Bethany's voice. And it's like, I hear Bethany, I know you won't lose. I can't sing, but you know, I hear Bethany's voice singing it. And you know, and I don't know if you all know it, but you're still showing up at the tomb of every Lazarus. You never lost a battle and you never will, all of these things. And so I had it in my head that that's what I was gonna be sharing on today. Then yesterday comes along and I lost my favorite uncle and I lost a very dear friend, Denise, that many of you know and Marquise and I were there when she transitioned so it was it was a lot yesterday was a lot so it almost felt and it, it was hard for me to share on never losing even in that moment not saying that I don't I believe that that was a loss because I know that even though they transitioned God didn't lose anything they got the gift of being able to be in his presence at this point you know so there was not a loss in that loss God didn't lose that's for sure we might miss their physical presence here but absent with the body and present with the Lord and that is what I'm standing on and to help myself to deal with and get past move forward not get past because move forward I'm sorry y'all I'm a little okay so after all of that I was just trying to make sense of what happened in that day and the things that transpired. And the one parallel though, that I was able to draw a beautiful parallel that happened in both of those situations, even though it was a time of transition, both of them were surrounded by love. Their children, their family, their friends were there. They, nobody went alone. You know, it could have been a situation where they were locked up in some nursing home with nobody thinking about them, nobody caring and nobody seeing about them, but they were surrounded by love. And so that is the thing that kind of stood out to me that there is strength in numbers, Mm -hmm. you know, because thinking about walking through a season like that, even if it was just one person with them, that's a comfort to them in that time. But what about all of the other people surrounding the people that love them? And there is definitely strength in numbers. So I went to the word, of course, and to try and see what there was that God was saying just about having more than one. And I started with Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses four through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them fall, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is no one to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? If one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. The last part, a cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. And when you think about different relationships, not just a marriage, but any relationship, when there's God in the center, that third strand being God in the center, well, the first strand being God, and the other two of you intertwined in that, that really makes a difference. And there's power in those numbers. So um, one of the commentators said that even after going back to creation, that after every day of creation, God ended with saying, what God did was good. But on the regards of when God, when man was created, God looked and said, man should not be alone. 
So it even goes back that far to the very beginning of time, the very beginning of it all. We were not meant to just go at it alone. Of course, we always have God with us, but there is strength in having numbers. So this particular passage is not necessarily just talking about a relationship between a man and a woman. Like they say about lying down. That's not what it is, because back in those times, if two people were traveling together, they would lay side by side just to have body heat and warmth. But when you look at it, it starts out with, Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. Think about anything you're doing. If you are building a house, it's going to go faster if two people are doing it. Be it a physical house or a metaphorical, metaphoric house in any type of relationship, it'll always be better when the both of you are working toward the same goal or several people are working toward the same goal in those relationships. And then it goes on to give you various examples on how it goes. So if either of you falls, one will lift up his companion. I can look in this room and look at faces of so many people who have lifted me up when I fell. Miss Vita, okay, I can't look at you because I'm a cry. <laughs> Miss Vita has lifted me up so many times in this last season that I've been walking through. And in seasons, a lot of things related to just children. Ms. Vita has a tribe and she's raised these beautiful children, these beautiful, wonderful people. So she knows it, she knows it all. And so to be able to go to her and know that she can lift me up is beautiful. Miss Mary, Miss Mary will see you in church and give you a word. And it's like, dang, Miss Mary, I was just thinking about something in the car. And then she's got a confirming word. Every time I see Miss Peggy, she has something to just pour into me. There's just so many people who lift me up and don't even know it. It might be a random text from somebody like, hey, just thinking about you. How you doing? It's like, man, I was just going through it and I needed that from you. So it's so many of us in just relationships, not just man and woman, but just in relationship with people who are going to lift us up. Um, furthermore, if two lie down together to keep warm, how can, how can one just be warm? So, like I said, back then, two people would lie together. They were traveling together. They would just lie side by side for body heat. Well, there are times when I'm down and it's not in a time where I'm ready to be picked up. There have been people who've come in the trenches with me and like, okay, you're not ready to get up, but I'm going to lay here and I'm going to speak life into you. I'm going to give you warmth while you're down here. You know, and it's just, it's such a moving thing to know that there is still strength in numbers in so many ways. The next one is um, being overpowered. And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist. You know the enemy is always coming. He can come if he wants to. He's not going to win, but he can come if he wants to. And I can fight him on my own. Oh, but when I join hands with Bethany or Pastor Beth, it's a different fight. I'm not in that fight by myself right. and they're coming behind me and they're pushed. They're holding me up. Yeah. Think about like when the prophet's hands were held up and it changed the move of the battle yeah. to have somebody there to be able to hold you up yeah. and to do those things for you, to help you to fight a fight when you get weary and you don't have the words for it. And then they can speak into you and speak life yeah. into your situation yeah. and through the Holy spirit. It's just amazing to have that there is strength in numbers. Yeah. And this stands out to me because there was a time where I could do it myself. I'm holding my own. I got this. I don't need nobody. I ain't got to tell nobody nothing. And I'm not accountable to anybody. All of those things. But life will humble you and put you in a position to understand that you cannot do this all by yourself. There was times where I didn't even rely on God. Like, I got this. I ain't, I ain't going to even pray about it because I'm going to just do this and it's going to be taken care of. God sure has a sense of humor. <laughs> he will show you every time. Like, okay, girl, you want to handle this on your own? Well, okay, I, I told you it was going to fall, but you didn't want to listen. So, okay, so go on, get up. 
Go and get in communion with these people and get yourself together. So I want to tell you about something. I've told this before and I'm going to tell this for the rest of my life. When I decided that I was in my feelings and I didn't feel good, I didn't feel the Lord, I didn't feel these things, and I walked away from church. I just wasn't coming. Pastor Garland called me. This is Garland Bilbo. <laughs> oh, hey, Pastor, how you doing? I'm fine. Where you been, girl? <laughs> and then I start with that, you know, I just don't feel it. I don't know. I don't feel close to God. I don't, he said, and he was not playing. Let me tell you something. Faith is not a feeling. <laughs> you need to get back in church. You need to have fellowship with the people in the church. And you need to get back to church because faith is not a feeling. You know that you know that you know it. And you know what I did? Yes, sir. And, <laughs> and brought myself on back to church. Because guess what? There's strength in numbers. And he came after the one. He left the 99 and came after the one who decided to walk away. And he took care of me in that way. He had me when I didn't have myself. You know, and it's just amazing to know that there is so much strength in numbers. There are people who are there for you, even random little things. Because I feel like just this morning, I've received so much. Like, I feel like I could howl and run. Like, I just feel so rejuvenated. I feel ready. And I didn't feel that way this morning. Like, I woke up this morning with a heaviness, with a sadness, thinking about the losses that I've had, thinking about all of those things. But just listen to the people who have shared this morning, starting with Miss Mary, all the way to Miss Pate. I have received. And there is strength in being in this fellowship, being in this room with all of these women and everybody dealing with their own situations, but everybody pulling for the same goal. And it's to uplift each other and to be free and to be unlocked from the things that are going on in our minds, things that are going on in our families, things that are going on in this world. And it's just amazing, like part of some of the things that Bethany was saying earlier about how it's time to fight. And you can see the church rising up. You can see people rising up. You can see it going toward the Lord. And it's amazing. This is an amazing time to be alive, amazing time to be in. And we all need to press in. We need to press in together. Of course, have your individual time, but we need to press in together and move toward what it is that God is calling us to do. Um, I'm done yet. (laughs) I'm sorry. absolutely right when daddy calls comes for you you don't do anything but say yes sir and get get it moving <laughs> is it okay well yeah the battery's low okay so our last but one of the most yes wonderful young women that i have ever had the privilege of knowing And when I tell you the words that will fall from her mouth, she literally will suck you in. You will be hypnotized to the, with the Holy spirit coming out of her mouth. I'm telling you, she doesn't think she has it, but she has the it factor. This, this woman, mother, wife, 
yeah. daughter, yeah. best friend, baby girl. No, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Will rock your socks, I'm telling you. Pay attention. Because I know whatever she has for you comes straight from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. Amen. So I am excited to hear. Yes. Marquise Reigns. I told Miss Key, uh, well, this cut, Bethany, it's no big deal, but this turned off. So just however, however so. But that's okay though. So my name is Marquise, as they mentioned. And so just to kind of give you a background, not that you need my resume, but I'm about to ask you to do something. So since I'm going to ask you to do something, I want you to understand why I'm asking you to do it. So I am an educator. Um, I've been teaching. Next school year will be 14 years. Like, I know I look like I'm 14, huh? Yes, indeed. Like, but I've been teaching for 14 years. So one of the things that um, I get the privilege of doing at my school is that I'm also um, an educator of the adults. So I do some of the professional development that we have. So um, I'm going to make you do something because I need you to have some skin in the game. Because we're going to talk about something, but I need you to feel something before we talk about it. Is that okay? Nod your head if you agree. Now, earlier today, I was like, I'm going to make somebody, everybody stand up and move around. I've decided against that so you get like the baby version of what we're going to do. So you can thank me for that. But we're going to do something that is a mix and mingle. So when I teach children, I would never do this without having like the direction. So y'all are going to have to, did you get coffee? Yes. Oh, if you didn't get coffee, you're going to have to. You have to pay attention to what I'm saying. So we are going to do a little bit of a mix and mingle. I love that we're at tables of eight because that's perfect. Because you need to find someone at your table that you're going to talk to. Now, you are going to take time being a speaker and a listener. When you are a speaker, you're going to talk. When you are a listener, even if you agree, you're still going to just listen so you got that part okay so let me tell you what you're gonna do I'm gonna get back in the shot okay so while you're listening so while you're talking everyone think right now while I'm saying this I want you to think of somebody who you really love like you really love them right um, I want you to think about why you love them so much so like what are the words like what how would you express why you love this person that much nod your head if you got me if you got the person if you know why you love them okay now while you're listening you're gonna Find something that you see in a person because when somebody talks about whom they love, they reveal a lot about themselves. Could you believe that? Right? Okay. So you're going to listen. And when they're finished sharing, I'm going to have a timer. So y'all going to have to really listen. Like my kids, I have a bell. It's like, bing, bing, bing. One, two, three. Eyes on me. Oh, you know what you do? Okay. So when I say unlocked, can y'all say unlocked? Can y'all do that? So unlocked. Unlocked. Oh, great. So that's how you'll know the time is over. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to give... You're going to pick a partner at a table. If there needs to be a group of three, then work out amongst yourselves how you're going to work that out within the time, okay? But you're going to have two minutes to talk about someone who you really, really love and why. The listener is not interrupting and saying, oh, I know, that's so true. You just listen. So only half the room should be talking at one time, okay? So you got that. Okay, and then after that person is going to finish, so someone is going to talk about who they love. You're going to listen. The person who is listening, you are going to, and I'll remind you when the time comes. We're going to do it real fast, though. When you are done, you are going to say a strength that you see in that person based on what they said, they, how they love someone. So you really need to listen. So you need to listen to what you can pull and gain and gather from the words they're saying. 
I see a lot of people nodding their heads. I ask my kids to nod their heads, but you got it. You must have it, okay? So we're going to do the first round. I'm going to give you 30, not even 30 seconds, 10 seconds to find a person at the table you're going to talk to. Okay, 10. Same table. Same table. Don't get up. You can, no, you can stay. Stay at your table. Stay at your table. Stay at your table. That'd be too much. We don't have time. Find somebody at your table. Okay, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Give me a thumbs up just so I can tell you're listening. Oh, look at that. Okay, unlocked? Unlocked. Oh, great. Okay, so you're going to have two minutes, whoever's the first speaker, to say what they like, a person they really love and why they love them. Go. One more minute. You're doing great. I had to look away from because y'all it don't take much these days your girl was about to start crying up in here before I said a word y'all are amazing okay so the person who is listening this is now when you're gonna say what you heard about that person I think most of you know you already know what you're gonna say because you heard something and so I'm gonna this will only be a minute though so you're gonna say what you heard okay so say what you heard one minute go
Okay, I'm sorry, I have to stop you. Unlocked? Unlocked. Okay, y'all, it's time. I know. We only finished the round. We only finished the round. I don't know. I'm not way back there. I should probably go right back here, but it did too much for me over here. And I looked over there, and it's too much for me, too. So I'm just pretending that, I'm just pretending this is not my intention. I know. I, you know, we may have to call, call for some. Okay, so we're going to do the exact same thing. Y'all have it down by now. The person who was the speaker, this time you're going to start it. Okay, yes. Okay, the question was, do you have to talk about one person? And so my answer to that is, if you talk about more than one person, it says something about you. So you do what you want to do. You have liberty. That told me something about you when you said that. And I could see a strength, I could imagine a strength already just by you saying that. So, but it's still really going to be two minutes. So two minutes to share the person that you really love. Why do you love them? Express it. Say those words. Put it out there. Okay. All right. Two minutes. Next person, go. Okay, one more minute. Okay, that is time. Unlocked? Unlocked? Cool, I gotcha. Okay, so we're going to do the same thing that we did last time. 
And this time you were listening. And sometimes it's hard. I didn't mention this, but I'm going to mention it this time. Sometimes it's hard for us. It's like you could talk about my kids all day in a sense of like that they're great. Miss Kim, of course, example. Like you could say that and I'm like, oh my gosh. So, but really receive what people are saying to you, okay? So when they're saying what they hear, especially, it's really cool when it's just a total stranger. It's probably even more powerful if it's somebody you love, but it's something when it's a total stranger and they see things about you. So I'm gonna give you, but it's still only gonna be a minute. So I'm gonna give you a minute to share what you heard based on what they said about whom they love. Okay, one minute, go. Okay, so what I heard was, uh, I said, and I guess because I know Okay, I'll give you five extra seconds, but that's it. Okay, unlock. Oh, look, they don't want to unlock. 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 Oh my gosh, they're hugging. They're hugging. Look, all throughout the room. Look at this. They're hugging. They're crying. Okay. Okay. Okay, y'all. So let's bring it on back. Bring it on back. I know it's hard. This is why I didn't let y'all walk around the room. Because I was like, they'll never come back. It'll be over. We'll say bye. And that's it. Okay. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. I know it's hard. But you got it. Look at you with your thumbs up. Okay. So, this was a modification of an activity that we did. It wasn't about the person you loved. It was like your summer plans or something. Um, but we did something that was called strength spotting. And the second I did this in this like leadership thing, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I have to do for the women's conference because it's one thing in a secular world to be able to spot people's strengths. But in the spirit, when you can identify with someone else has when you can discern just from a few words of them sharing the things that they have and think about how much that builds us up when someone who doesn't even know you can hear and share what your strengths are it gives you power it gives you strength it strengthens you and so what you did was called strength spotting and so this helps us to find the purpose the best purpose in other people and so as christians and ladies yeah, we you do need you need some strength. Okay, so and we need to push ourselves to do this. Yeah, I heard it all day. More most people came up, they referenced what another person said that day. That's strength spotting, right? So I hear it now that I know it. I hear it all the time. But you know who I learned it from for real, for real? That lady right there. That's the biggest strength spotter in the world. Yeah. Pastor Beverly will teach you. Yeah. She will pull out and call out whatever's in you. It could just be a little bit. 
and she's gonna make yes. sure that you have that confidence to step out and grow out and so that is huge so if you need help with that pastor bev is the person to see i i'm not gonna be before you long but i am gonna speak to you i needed you to have just a little skin in the game we're going somewhere with what you just did i am gonna transition to the word because you know we know the word says in proverbs 4 22 that the word is light to those who find it and it's health and healing to all their flesh so we're gonna look at psalm 27 this was a scripture that i was reading it came up in one of my devotions like two weeks ago and it it was like before i highlighted it with the bible app it, it like came off my phone screen and so I'm going to read this to you it's in Psalms 27 I'm going to start at verse 7 but I'm going to put a special emphasis on 8 and then I'm going to go down to verse 13 it says hear O Lord when I cry with my voice have mercy also upon me and answer me when you said seek my face my heart said to you your face Lord I will seek so when you said seek my face my heart said did you say my mouth said did it say that my mind said? Did it say that my spirit said? Which is important. But it said my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. I'm going to skip down to verse 13. It says, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Now, see, our heart is important. We could probably all agree to that. In the Bible, they actually, um, I was looking at commentators, and they say heart is used over a thousand times in the Bible. It's also used, you know, when we think about it, it's where we believe in our Savior. So according to Romans 10, 9, it says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Our heart also holds our desires. So in Psalms 24, it says, may he give you the desire of your and make all of your plans succeed. See, the thing is that God wants to heal and strengthen our heart. When you were sharing about who you love, that was your skin in the game, um, your words may have been abundant. They were. I, I was trying to just say, hey, guys, come back. Unlocked, unlocked. I had to knock on it. Yeah, I had to get your attention because your words were abundant. In Luke 6, 45, it says a good man out of the treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the, the mouth speaks. Okay. So many times we move through life. You know, we all face challenges. We all know that there's ups, there's downs, all the things that we have to deal with. Things are thrown at us. And sometimes, you know, especially as women, we keep a, a strong face. For my kids, I have to keep a strong face for the most part. We're kind of, especially with Mikhail, I'm getting older. And so I think it's important that they see vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. So when they feel those feelings, they don't have to say, well, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? Right. So I do think that's important. So my older kids, but my younger kids, they, you know, they, you, you put up a nice strong face and you keep it moving because that's life. Right. And many times when things break our hearts, you know, mm-hmm. we either just patch it up. Or we push it down and say, I'll deal with this some other time. And of course, we know we have to move on. You got to forgive. But we don't always really deal with what's actually happening or what's going on. We don't necessarily pursue healing. We just say, hey, it's not like anybody will know. For example, if I, which I will not, but if I did cut my arm, it is a visible wound. Like you could see it. Like you could see that this happened, right? Um, you could see the healing process too. So if it happened today, it would look a certain way. Whereas a month from now, it, w- it would look different, right? At first, 
I need a cover or a bandage to protect that hurt, right? Like if I bump into my kids right now, I always want band-aids. So it's like I have to put a band-aid. Sometimes they're real hurt, sometimes they're not. But I have to put a band-aid to patch it up, to cover it up, because my body isn't ready to cover it yet. It can't do it on its own. It needs a covering. And as time goes on, you know, I won't need that bandage anymore because my body is healing. It creates a scab. It's pretty rough. It's kind of ugly, right? Like you're like, oh, this is rough. But I know that it would eventually heal. It's a good sign that I'm on my way to a healing. And you can see my healing process with your eyes. I probably can't hide it. But see, with matters of the heart, no one sees. No one sees. There's no physical covering. Kia spoke about it. We didn't even talk about this, right? But you need that covering, right? In Galatians 6, 12, it says that we're supposed to bear each other's burdens. Yes. So when we send that, we have an awesome prayer group at our church. And so if you need prayer, man, we're the people to come to because people will pray for you. And you have a covering, right? Just like that bandage, just like that Band-Aid. But sometimes we have hurts, and we ain't sending that kind of hurt to the prayer group. (laughs) You ain't telling nobody about what you felt. Right. right? Because right. sometimes when we're hurting, it's matters of the heart. No one sees. There's no physical covering. Right. right? And what could be the worst part about not having a covering is that when you bump that hurt, like when you bump that bruise, it's bleeding all over again. Right? And I often call those things we say at school, we've just described it but it's like it's our trigger so there's certain things like for me i don't do disrespect well so like when kids come at me with disrespect i just don't do that well i can do a lot of things but not that that's just the one thing that immediately they will get the oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we didn't know that miss rain about you and i'm like "Ah, now you do but um i don't we don't play with disrespect but that's it's a trigger but you know there's so many times that when we have hurts We have these triggers and it almost doesn't make sense because then we become overly sensitive, right? So then if somebody says something, it could be the littlest thing that wouldn't normally hurt us. But now it's bleeding all over again, right? Now you already bumped into, you don't have a physical covering. So now you're being, it's happening all over again. And I don't know. I feel like I'm overly sensitive to things when I'm tender there, right? right? I'm overly sensitive. I might not even hear things. I'm hearing out of my pain. Right. I'm not hearing out of what really happened. I'm not hearing out of the intentions that the person is saying towards me. I'm listening to this, to the pain that I felt. Right. Right. And, you know, it's so much hurt there that it doesn't take very much to go back. Yeah. And so God impressed upon my heart that there's people in this room who are suffering with matters of the heart. And maybe it's something real simple. Like it could be something super simple that probably maybe you need to talk to someone. Maybe you need, you know, to talk to a professional. Maybe it could be something really small. But there's some people who are dealing with some things that are too much for words. You can't even begin to try to put it. Who would you tell? How would you tell? Where would they? How would they treat you? But, you know, I wouldn't just say that to not say that there's good good news, right? And when I was growing up, it's like when I thought of matters of the heart, I always thought of sin. And that is important, right? Because like secret sin is something you need to deal with. Like if you got secret sin, take care of it. Purifying your heart is vital, right? It's necessary and it's a daily process. But what I'm talking about here is your heart, your emotions, those places that hurt, the things that concern you. He cares. Right. It gets a little weird when you start talking about your heart. Right. Like nobody has to know. Right. You could go through hurt and no one has to know. There's nothing visible that you can see. Um, As a matter of fact, you know, I could put on that fake smile and keep it moving. Right. And I could try to keep busy and it really doesn't have to be dealt with, except 
In Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out it springs the issue of life. That's right. That's right. So I do have a problem there. If I start to just try to ignore it or push it down, because out of that springs the issues of life. So I have to take care of it. I have to deal with this. It also says in Proverbs 15, 13, that a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but sorrow of the heart makes the spirit broken. So after a while, yeah, I have to deal with these things. Though they may be painful. I can't just push it in. I can't put on a fake smile and say, hey, it's going to be okay. Because I know no one sees it. And you know what? I can keep moving. So it doesn't even affect my destiny, right? I'm still doing things for God. I'm still doing great exploits, but that's the little part that I'm going to keep to myself and it hurts. But see, we know our father loves us. And when we go back to the scripture where we started, it said, well, I will seek the Lord. And when I seek the Lord, he gives my heart strength that we just have to seek the Lord concerning these things. And we have to believe it because when we spend time in his presence, his very nature is to heal. And he reveals and reveals things that you may not even be thinking about this. I was so intrigued when I read um, Psalms 27, because if you read Psalms 27, like 99, not 99, I'm exaggerating. But like a lot of worship songs came from Psalm 27. Like if you just read it, it actually, there's a lot, right? And so it was so interesting to me. And I felt that special attention that his heart said that I will seek you. David's heart said, I will seek the Lord. And as we seek the Lord, he'll strengthen our heart. We must have faith and believe that we will see the goodness of God because otherwise we'll lose heart. Right. That's good. We'll lose heart. Right. And so not taking care of that can cause us to lose heart. Yeah. Right. You were speaking of that person that you that you love and that you care about. And some people had tears, some people had smiles, some people had laughs, some people had snickers, you know, about that person. But we want to be able to give our best and give our all and give our hearts to those people that we love. And so it is our it is necessary to take care of those things. So here, long story short, and hey, I love that this is timed. I'm almost done. And I'll be after less than my time. So without, you know, giving any specifics I know Kia talked about, Miss Mary. Um, I had an issue like of heartbreak in a situation and um I I kinda like it was just like I got over, it's not a big deal. You know, and that's usually what I and you even learn to say that. Does anybody say, Oh, that's not a big deal? I say that all the time, like, oh, it's not a big deal, it doesn't matter. Or it's okay, it's not it's not that it's not a big deal, it's fine. Um, my kids, it actually annoys me now that they say, if something falls, I've noticed, they go, it's fine, it's fine, because that's what I tell them. I'm like, it's okay, you spill something, it's fine, it's fine, but like sometimes it's not fine. <laughs> it needs to be dealt with, you're not that down, friend, you're going to have to go ahead and pick it up. Like, <laughs> and so I was like, I hear my kids do it sometimes, and I'm like, even we it was somewhere we went, and somebody at a different table, the kid dropped it, and the mom yelled at him, and my kids were like, it's fine, it's fine. I was like... <laughs> I was like, I've created that. That's the coping mechanism to you mess something up. You say it's fine. That's not a point. But we say that so much, right? It's fine. It's cool. But it wasn't. And so Ms. Mary was like talking about a dream that she had. And she texted me. We were kind of on the road. I read it briefly. And then when I got home, I was like, wow, like God sees. He hears. Like he knows. And, you know, he didn't give Ms. Mary specifics about the situation. I didn't have to give her specifics. But she called and prayed. And it was amazing. And this was like days after I read Psalm 27. And the first thing that came was, he shall strengthen your heart. So he gave you a word 
to strengthen my heart that I didn't pray. I didn't even, I wasn't like, Oh God, I need you to take care of this part that I'm just like still dealing with. And it wasn't even on my mind, but he saw, and he said, I will strengthen your heart. If you read Psalm 27, you have to remember that he knows he cares. Do not lose heart. You know, there's pain in the healing process. It hurts. It's not easy to be healed of things. Yeah. But you still have to believe. You have to have faith that you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Because those people you love need that. And we also, just like Kia said, we need to bear one another's burden. You don't have to suffer in silence. So if you feel that you're going through something that's just too hard, or maybe you think it's not important enough to really share, but it's causing you pain, you don't have to, right? There's, there's a lot in this room right now that no one can see, but it's being carried in your heart. Um, and it's time to strengthen our hearts. You either have to make a decision, or are you going to continue to carry this load? And that's okay. Like there's some things that, you know, that you do have to carry. But even better, if you could give it to Christ, you know, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And that's what we are positioned to do because we don't want to lose heart. We don't want to continue to bandage it. And, and, and we don't need to move through this life pretending like things don't hurt. You know, right. our friend died yesterday. Yeah. I'm heartbroken. Right. Yeah. I'm heartbroken. There's a lot of answers that, you know, I mean, right. I get this side of heaven. And, but God's going to have to strengthen my heart. Right. Right. But if I just say, it's fine, it's okay, it's cool, you know, I know she's rejoicing, which I do know. And I have to remind myself of that. But I also have to say, God, you know, deal in my heart. Help my unbelief. (laughs) Help wherever wherever I'm having the questions that I'm having. I have to be real before the Father. I have to Mm -hmm. seek him because when I seek his face, he is going to strengthen my heart. So I'm going to pray. I hope also that some of the connections that you made, that you... I thank you for speaking life into someone because you don't know the words that you may have said could have strengthened their heart more than what you think. Because you have that same spirit that's in God, right? The breath of God is in you. And as you were speaking, that that blew on some people and they needed that. They needed that refreshing. So we're going to pray and then you, you know, I'll pass it on to Miss Kim, but and I'll give any other instructions. But Lord God, I thank you so much, God, for every single sister in this room, oh God. Father, Lord God, for the sister who said, I am losing heart (laughs) or it's too much for words. I can't explain it. I can't I can't even wrap my mind around it. Oh, Lord, Father Jesus, you said that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. God, Father, we refuse to just put a bandaid on it and keep it bumping, keep it pushing. Lord God, Father, we know that as we seek you, God, your very nature is to heal. God, and I thank you, Lord, that even in this room, God, that you are healing hurts, God, from 10, 20, 30 years ago, God. Father, that you're healing hurts that seemed irreparable, God. Father, that you're mending and binding relationships that appear to be broken, Lord God. Father, we thank you that even hearts of stone are being made back into hearts of flesh. Lord God, where people thought that doors were closed and opportunities for a connection are burned, bridges are burned, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you make a river in the wilderness oh God Father we thank you Lord God for any sisters who feel like their heart is too much to carry Lord God Father we lean and we lay down just like Kia said and we lift up each other's burdens oh God Father help call us to walk out the ministry that you have in our lives God to bear each other's burdens oh God and Father I pray Lord God for the sisters who said I think I might lose hope 
Lord God, that she sees your goodness in the land of the living, oh God. And Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that as we ask for bread, you will not give us a stone, oh Lord. Father, that you will bless them with healing, God. And Father, that they'll know that that's just who you are. Lord God, speak through us, God, even now, Lord God, even in this conference, oh Lord, help us to be yielded to your spirit, oh Lord. And Father, heal our hearts, oh God. Father, strengthen our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. 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 We're going to dismiss in just a moment, but um, I have a little gift here for Dory. Would you go give that to Dory? She won't be here tomorrow night when I give gifts to the other speakers, if you could give that to her. And sitting at her table is Rhonda Anzavino. Would you give this to Rhonda? Just from me, from me to you, because I love you. Rhonda, would you stand for a moment? Rhonda's husband, they are they have been pastors for years in ministry, wonderful uh, pastor's daughter. She 